Welcome to another edition of C10 Living Podcast. My name is Bob Lodick and so glad you are here. And today we are going to talk about failure and how to deal with that and how to deal with success as well and how these two uh, kind of work together. We're chatting with a good friend of mine named Joseph, who I've known for years, who's a fellow entrepreneur, and we've both gone through a handful of things where we failed a good bit. And so we're going to share about some of that and uh, kind of what we've learned from it and how it's helped us as a whole. So we're going to talk about a variety of things. We're going to talk about how failure can actually lead to success. We're also going to talk about how to know when to quit something and when the right time is uh, to actually say, all right, it's time to move on. And then we're also going to talk about how to define success as a Christian and how these pieces all work together. So I'm really excited for you because I thought this was a really good conversation. It really helped me having this conversation. So I hope it does the same for you as well. So with all that out of the way, let's get right to it. All right. So I'm here with my good friend, Joseph. He is the guy you want to go to if you are a writer, and um, we'll get into more of that a little bit later, but he helps people in so many different ways with writing, and I'm super excited about some of the things he's doing, and so we'll chat about some of that a little bit later, but we are going to talk about something that a lot of writers are well acquainted with, which is this idea of failure, specifically about failure and success in terms of the life of the Christian, and I think from our vantage point as an entrepreneur a little bit, and so... One of the things I just wanted to start with was, you know, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but what do you think about failure leading to success? Mm, yeah. What I think about it now is it's almost necessary. Yeah. <laughs> In order to have success, you have to go through some level of failure. But we'll talk more about this. I don't think failure is really the right word, but yeah. what most of us would consider failure of, I tried something, it didn't work like I thought it would. Yeah. equals failure. But really, I've learned that trying things, experimenting, I like to kind of change that word to experiment, really is the only way to find out what works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been the same for me. People will see some level of success that I've had as an entrepreneur and assume that everything was a success. And it's like, and I'm like, no, it's it's not. I mean, it's like, I fail, 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 fail. And then like one thing kind of goes right. And that just seems to be the path that I've experienced as an entrepreneur. And I, I think I, uh, a lot who I talk to kind of go through a series, a similar series of that. And, and even after you reach a certain level of success or you have something that works well, like that still happens. It's still that yeah. same process. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you still continue to fail. Yeah. <laughs> try yeah. Things well, whatever that, we're calling this. That yeah. don't work. Yeah. And you just learn to, and, and it never really gets easier. It's still just as frustrating. It's still. Yeah. Sometimes we'll take a blow, you know, on your ego of like, yeah. oh, why is this not working? What's wrong with me? What's, you know, and so it really just takes a, a good mental game to recognize those thoughts. Remind yourself that, okay, no, I'm just, I'm experimenting. I'm, yeah. Just because this didn't work the way I thought doesn't mean I'm a failure or that I'm not working. It's yeah. just maybe we need to just slightly position something differently. Yeah. The thing as a Christian, like I think there's just a lot of difficulty wrestling with, you know, when you're doing something and particularly when you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Because I think it's easy when you go off and do some major sin and then you see negative consequences. Like that's easy to understand, you right. know? You're like, yeah, well, that's what I deserve. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, that's just kind of logical that you do this and then negative consequences might be a result. But when you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. that's what's challenging, I think, for a lot of Christians so I'm doing the right thing, but yet it just seems like it's not working. And it seems like I am just failing, you know. And in my own life, I remember 
all through high school, like I just longed to go work in corporate America and I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. Like I enjoyed wearing a suit and tie in high school. <laughs> like I was that type of kid. Like I wanted to go be that. And anyway, and so I found myself in corporate America after I got out of college and I got in this big firm and I'm like, I'm going to go in at the bottom and I'm going to climb my way to the top. I'll be CEO in 20, 30 years or whatever. And it just didn't go that way <laughs> at all. It went the opposite. And I more or less like kind of tunneled myself into some little hole in this company where I just couldn't get out. I was branded negatively. I was doing a job I was not good at. I felt unappreciated. I wasn't making much money. Like, And I had like no like career prospects because I had pigeonholed myself and in any way, I felt like a complete failure. And this thing that I would, had been striving for was just completely out of my grasp. That's just really hard. Yeah, it is. It is really hard. I can remember a similar situation, very different circumstances. I had a decent corporate job and I was just trying to make extra money on the side. Yeah. My, my wife and I were following the Dave Ramsey plan. We were trying to get out of debt yeah. and we felt like God was, you know, calling us to do this. And so I'm like, okay, God, well, I need you to help me, you know, open the doors. Right. And yeah. it felt like the doors kept closing, which sometimes can be his, his plan for yeah. certain things. Yeah. And I was trying to do what Dave Ramsey recommends. I was going to get a, a night job or a weekend and try to deliver pizzas. Yeah. And I could not get a pizza delivery driver position. I didn't have pizza delivery driver experience. While you were working at a job, probably working, making, yeah. what, five, ten I was times a manager. Yeah, yeah, I felt like, yeah. you know, I would come into these pizza places and I'm like, I could manage this place, but I can't get the delivery driver yeah. position. And it was, it was humbling. I remember driving home one night after putting in my application and then, you know, just being like, we'll get back with you. I think this was like the third place. And I'm like, just praying, like, God, what's going on here? Like, yeah. why? yeah. You know, I'm trying to get out of debt. What's the problem? And it was one of those weird moments where it was like, why don't you look at online opportunities? Yeah. I remember it was like, it wasn't like God spoke this audibly to me, but I remember that Just nudging. See an idea. Yeah. And I was kind of like, it was something totally different than what I was thinking I was supposed to be doing. And yeah. I remember kind of arguing with it like, well, no, that's like shady stuff. Or I don't want to go sell stuff on eBay. Or I, I didn't know yeah. anything about it at the time. But I was just like, all right, what do I got to lose? And I started Googling and researching ways to make money online. I think I literally typed that in. Yeah. And I came across folks who were teaching people, who were doing things online, who were helping people and getting paid for it. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, is this real? They're not still, all scammers. Right. Whoa, I was still skeptical. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, because those doors kept closing, and I, to me at that time, I, I did. I felt like a complete failure. I was not yeah. where I wanted to be in the corporate world. You know, it was just getting by. We still weren't cutting it. You know, it yeah. was living paycheck to paycheck. We're in, in massive debt. And now I'm trying to go get a second job, which I can't get. And so I'm just like, yeah. I'm failing. Like, yeah. what is going on there? This is not where I thought I'd be in life. And yeah. um, so that's literally how I started was from feeling like a failure. Yeah to just being open to, all right, let me see and try something new. Maybe. And that led to an incredibly successful venture that you're doing now. Yes, through a series yeah. of more failures, yeah. yeah, you know, and experiments, basically. I can remember just thinking, okay, well, I'm going to start blogging because it seems like that's where most people start. So yeah. That's what I was, all the people that I was following online were doing. They had blogs. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to just get in the game and I'll, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll just, I'll start. And yeah. I was starting and I was like, okay, God's led me to this, right? And I'm praying for wisdom like every day. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Just show me the right ways and help me meet the right people. And I'm 
blogging my face off, you know, writing articles, nobody's reading them. I'm trying to put out these like ebooks and selling things because I see people like making money from this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Nobody's buying them. So once again, I'm like, I'm failing at this too. What's going on, God? You know, and it was uh, through those that I realized what was working and what wasn't. And it led me to further study basically marketing, what people are buying, what they want, the audience. And that was how I discovered a really big pain in the market that I could solve, which was a course uh, on a writing software called Scrivener. And I would have never found that had I not failed at those other attempts. That's so good. And so I always look at that even... Even currently, I feel like there's certain areas that I'm like, I'm failing in. Yeah. But now well, me I've, too. I've me learned too. to yeah. realize like that could just be an opportunity in disguise, but it still hurts. Yeah. Like, and it's, <laughs> it's so tricky. I mean, yeah. and, and my story's similar, like out of that situation, I was passed over for a promotion that I was like way more qualified for and more experienced for all these things. Like in the natural, it's like I should have gotten the job and I was passed over for it. And I could not understand why it was the most devastating promotion opportunity that I missed. Looking back, my story is similar in that because I went through that, that led me to this online world that allowed me to start a business that has been able to pay the bills for a decade, which is yeah. a success in my book. Yeah. You know? And it wouldn't have happened. I know without a shadow of a doubt that if had I gotten that promotion, it would have been a really big raise. And I just, I don't think I would have even looked in this other corner. Right. And so what's interesting to me about that is that at that moment, at my biggest and most challenging moment, I was feeling like, God, are you there? Are you listening? Do you see what's going on? Yeah. And he was. Right. You know what I mean? And and I don't understand how all the pieces work together, but I know that he used all those things to get me where I needed to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, my wife teases me all the time and goes, aren't you thankful God didn't answer your prayer to get that pizza job? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I would have settled for so much less. Yeah. Now we have the opportunity to, you know, work from home and spend more time with my family, which at the time was a struggle because I'm like, yeah, I know. I already don't see you guys a lot, but I'm going to have to go get a night job to yeah. pay off debt. And God was like, no, no, no. I have something way better. Yeah. But I could not have even fathomed that. Yeah. And I'm just glad that I didn't quit. That's the other option. Is sometimes because you have these failures, you assume it's just not working or that you've missed it. And what do we do? We literally just quit. Yeah. And you miss out on so much. One of the challenging things with this is because I see, you know, and I'm sure you do too, like with my students, with readers I've talked to, I see some people who don't fail the right way. And I guess what I mean by that is they don't pivot. I think you probably talked to a lot of different people about this. So I'm curious your thoughts on how to determine when you need to pivot. And maybe we should explain what that is. But when it's time to quit something Mm -hmm. and when it's time to stick it out. Yeah. How do you think through that? Man, I love that word, first of all, pivot, because that's really, I mean, pivot to to me, I was a former basketball player. So it just comes from, you know, you, you pivot is just literally like you rotate slightly, right? (laughs) You keep one foot on the ground and you can just move a direction and you're not, you're not stuck. Right. And so that's what I think that's the image that I picture is yeah. like being stuck to let's just pivot this way because yeah. that could open up something completely different. And that's something I talk about with a lot of my students too, is what you're running up against that wall you might be hitting just really a slight tweak in sometimes positioning or, or your messaging or your audience. So for me, when I was blogging, I was starting like a productivity blog. And I just thought, well, this is what it has to be because this is really all I'm interested in. This is all I know about. 
and I, I was getting nowhere with it. And I came across this software for writers. And my first thought is, well, I'm not, I'm not a writer. I haven't written a book. I haven't published a book. Yeah. I hated writing, actually, in high school, <laughs> in college. It was like my worst subject. Yeah. So I'm like, that definitely cannot be for me. So you just kind of yeah. dismiss it. But I'm like, but it matches all of these things I've been looking for. And, you know, there's, there's a pain. I actually think I could solve it. And there was like these, you have these moments, I think, where they're like a fork in the road, really. Yeah. Where something comes across your path, and for whatever reason... You know, I like to think it's God's nudging or when you're praying for wisdom, it's just something that kind of nagging, it won't go away. And you're just like, hmm, I remember just literally being in the coffee shop, seeing this opportunity, reading a blog post about this software and seeing the comments say, there's just such a learning curve and I wish I could learn it. I wish there was a course on it. And it was just this moment of, hmm, that's totally not what I'm doing with this productivity blog. This is like something totally separate, but there was something of like, I wonder if I could do that. And it started with that. Yeah. And it's scary today to think, what if I had just dismissed it and be like, no, it's... you tried that stupid ebook and that didn't work. You tried that and that didn't work. What makes you think this is going to work? Yeah. Let's not do that. And I literally wouldn't be here talking with you today, yeah. you know? And it's one of those pivotal moments where I remember the question, and this is something I tried to teach a lot of my students and, and, and live myself, is ask, when you have that moment come up, is ask yourself, instead of why me, why not me? And it's just like, why not? I mean, it just yeah. kind of takes the pressure off of you. What's the worst that could happen? Sometimes I have to go there. Like, all right, let's just play that out. Yeah. What's the absolute worst that could happen? Well, I spend a few months trying to create this course. I put energy into it. I time into it. And nobody buys it. That would be the worst thing that could happen, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's not all that bad. And in the process, I would, would learn some things. I can learn how to create a course. I would learn yeah. how to research. Yeah. And then I'll have the skills to, I could use that somewhere else. Yeah. Or I could use it back in the corporate world and go back yeah. there. So. Just kind of playing through that for me. That's little. That's yeah, usually that's my really first. I ask myself, why not me? And then I say, all right, let's play out the worst case scenario. I'll sleep on it, obviously. And if it's still kind of there, I'm just like, I, I think I'm going to try this, you know. Yeah. And um, I did. I remember trying it, thinking of it as an experiment, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really good. I mean, I think something else is believers too that you know I struggle with sometimes is. I want to do what God has for me to do, but I don't always know exactly what God has for me to do. Yeah. And for we're, a while... We're so afraid of missing it. <laughs> yeah. For a while, it's like I didn't want to waste any time on anything. I didn't want to try anything unless I knew for 100% sure that it was what God wanted me to do. And I feel like just over my years of being a Christian, I feel like I've learned more that God directs us with red lights than green lights. Mm. And And what I mean by that, and I heard somebody else say this, I didn't come up with it, but... What I mean by that is this idea that I just feel like we're supposed to walk, be in motion, and if we start walking the wrong direction, he will let us know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just waiting, standing, 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 waiting for whatever, a green light to come to say go, you know, and this is a different thing than Isaiah 41 or whatever it is of those who wait on the Lord. I'm not speaking about that, but just in terms of trying things. You know what I mean? Well, because sometimes I think in order for us to get here to here, in this middle area, God knows we kind of have to become this person along this journey. Yeah. And it's like as we take these little detours, we're becoming that person. We can't, we're not ready to be here yet, even though we think we are. Yeah. And I always visualize it as, well, if God called me to do something, it should be a straight line. Like, okay, I'm just going to go straight there. Everything's going to work out. It's all going to be green lights. Yeah. And we hit these red lights, and then what do we do? We immediately assume, I missed it. I'm not doing the right thing, yeah. or oh my gosh. And obviously, I think that's the, you know, it's the Satan 
yeah. you know, who's yeah. obviously in play with our mind as well. Yeah. And so just to kind of recognize that and like, no, okay, this is, it's okay. I'm kind of becoming, I picture these, like this little game that my daughter plays, you know, those, or, or we played as kids, you know, those little cheap little like square toys and there's a oh, little ball yeah, yeah, and there's all yeah. these walls <laughs> and you have to get it from yeah. one end to the other, right? And it's like, there's multiple ways that ball can go. And yeah. it can still get to the end. Yeah. So just because it's hitting a wall here, well, let's turn it this way. And let's, yeah. you know, it's not always a straight line. Yeah. doesn't mean you're still not on the right path and that you still can't get there. Yeah, that's really good. So now in terms of success and succeeding at things, this is something I've struggled with. Uh, the world's view of success is very different than God's. You know, and this can be like, this doesn't necessarily need to be business or entrepreneurship. This is social media. This is... How many followers do you have? And this person has more followers than you, and therefore you feel like they're more successful than you. And I mean, and this applies to everything that's all around us. You know, everybody's always trying to measure and size up other people based on these levels of perceived success. And and it's it's challenging. And I'm just curious, like if you have found any ways that have helped you just work through this oh, to man. define real success. Yeah. You know? It's like real success. It's funny because I remember at a point thinking, if I just made this amount of money, then I could feel like I could relax. Yeah. And, you know, when I was working the corporate job and we were in debt, I remember thinking, if we just paid off our debt and then we paid our debt mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, it still doesn't feel like enough. Yeah. Or if I could just make six figures, I, that would solve all of our problems. And yeah. then you make six figures and then you start hanging around people who are making multiple six figures and you're like, oh, well, what's wrong with me? And then yeah. it's like, it's the never-ending cycle. Chasing yeah. the wind. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And you realize, okay, I don't think there's any amount of physical gain that'll ever happen to make you feel like you're enough. Yeah. Or that you've arrived. Yeah. Even though, I mean, and that's still a daily battle for me. I still yeah. I measure very heavily, I feel like, my self-worth based on how my business is doing. Or if yeah. I had a bad launch or if things aren't going well, I feel like I'm not worth as much. And that's so wrong. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought this up because I think most people will struggle with this at some point. And it's just this feeling of you are enough regardless of yeah. your success in business, your, you know, of what you're succeeding at or social failing at. Social media followers. Social yeah, media like followers. How many, stuff. you know, yeah. and it's like, okay, so you've got this big social media following. You've got a lot of people that like your stuff. So what? Like, yeah. is that really what you're measuring your worth on? Of like yeah. something that... You know, I challenge a lot of guys that are, you know, running businesses and masterminds. It's like, if we lost everything business-wise today, how much would that affect your feeling of self-worth? Yeah. And for most yeah. of us, it's like, oh, gosh, yeah, that, that, would be, that would be tough. And um, just having that healthy dose of reality of what defines our worth. Yeah. And, you know, as a Christian, it's God says I'm worth it. Yeah. And, and that, that yeah. really is all that it has to That should be it. And that should yeah. be enough. Yeah. And anything that we feel like internally that we're trying to ease our pain or become, you know, more than or it's it's just going to be this vapor that is you're never going to be able to quite attain it. You and I both read it's True Measure of Man. Is mm -hmm. that the title of it? Yeah. How did that book affect you and your thoughts of all of this? Oh, man. Yeah, that book was that affected me a lot. It's one I try to read at least every year, at least once, sometimes twice, yeah. just to keep me grounded in the right thinking of the book just talks a lot about the, the true measure of a man. What is the true worth of a man? And I think as men, especially, we do put a high emphasis on 
our ability to succeed or yeah. even, you know, physical, how strong are we? Are we in shape? Well, Do we have six care of our families? And, and yeah, like yeah, all, all these different the things. things. That, yeah. 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 And if we're not providing well for our families financially, like, does that mean our measure? Yeah. Do we not measure up as yeah. much? Yeah. And it's none of that. I mean, it's yeah. what God says we're worth and thinking bigger picture too of legacy yeah. and like fast forward to the end of your life and then just get a snapshot of and look back and think, did you leave a mark? Did you leave a legacy? What are you going to be remembered for, you know, from your wife and your children? Yeah. And is it just somebody who, yeah, you worked, you provided well, but all of a sudden that becomes, oh, well, that doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. From somebody who's, you know, seen death close up and, and I've lost both of my parents at a rather early age and I've just gone through that and I realize the importance of what really matters. And, yeah. you know, it really is a, the relationships, the help that you can give other people and what you do for God. And those are the things that last. My dad died. He was an entrepreneur, never really succeeded in terms of financially. He tried a bunch of things. His work ethic was always there, but he never really hit that thing. I never for a second thought about that as in terms of, man, I miss my dad. Too bad he didn't make more money. Yeah. You know, I never cared about that. And I try to remind myself of that too with my kids. Like they could care less (laughs) how good my business is doing. Yeah. They just want the time. They just want the attention. And that's what you want to be remembered for. Yeah. And it's easy as men, especially to remember that pull back, stop striving and pushing so hard and to just honestly fast forward. It sounds kind of morbid, but fast forward to your deathbed and think about your life. And then if there would be any regrets, like if you feel like, oh, I think I'd have some regrets, we'll change it now. That's how I try to live. Like just fast forward. Do you feel like there'd be regrets on what you're doing right now? Yes, there would be a little bit. Okay. Let's tweak that. (laughs) Yeah, something I put on my wall at my office, I put this question on the wall. This is somewhat related, but uh, the question is, what if Jesus came back today? And it's just a constant reminder for me to think beyond the noise of the day and to think of, am I doing something that is glorifying God? Am I doing something that if today was my last day, this is how I'd want to have spent my last day? You know what I mean? And just kind of recalibrating my focus on that has, it's just helped, you know? Absolutely. And it, sometimes it is just a heart issue. And sometimes it's like, it's, it's easy to get way off there and be like, well, gosh, if Jesus would come back today, then what are we doing? We need to go out and start, yeah. you no, know, you're absolutely preaching right. on the street or something. That's what we should <laughs> yeah, be doing. Yeah. And you throw away everything. And you're like, no, sometimes, yeah. you know, what God has called you to do is exactly what you're doing. Or if yeah. you're an accountant out there right now, God has probably called you to be the best accountant you're doing. And so work I love that verse, just like work as unto the Lord, whatever you're doing. And even in the yeah. corporate world, I tried to do that and think, I'm not making a difference here. What am I doing? And I was always reminded that God's like, you're not working for your boss or the company. Like, you're working yep. for me. Yep. And that would change my whole work behavior, too. I'm like, wow, okay, let me really grasp yeah. that. And if I was really working, like, for God, he was going to come in and check over. Um, would I do? Would I be working the same way? Yep. Would I yep. be working with the same amount of excellence? Yeah. So I try to apply that, even with what I'm doing now. Sometimes you you know, you feel lazy or, oh, I'm just going to sh- take a shortcut yeah. or uh, there's a gray area and you're reminded, no, I'm, I'm working for the Lord. So, you know, utmost integrity and all those things. And yeah. I think if you're keeping that right and you're keeping that, you know, in your heart and in your mind, you really can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think Proverbs says that in all labor, there's profit. And I think, I, I mean, I'm just assuming and making this assumption that when you're working heartily under the Lord, that is always true. And you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that just kind of validates that whole thing. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, this has been super helpful. I love chatting with you about this, man. We should do this yeah. more. I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing. So Scrivener Coach was the first business that you started. That was the thing, the problem that you solved, super niche. So Scrivener yeah. is this super helpful software for writers if you're writing a book or really anything, right? Yeah. And then you created a course to help people use it because it's kind of complicated. Yeah. There's a learning right. curve for sure. All right. So that's kind of what you started with. Tell me what else you're doing um, and really just how you can help anybody who wants to write right now. Yeah, sure. So yeah, everything started with this course called Learn Scrivener Fast. Basically, the, the big pain was that it took too long to learn Scrivener. So yeah. we you know, made a course, help people learn it quickly, easily. And then I really just fell in love with the audience of writers and yeah. serving them, which is what I always recommend for folks getting in business now is first find the audience. Find out who you want to serve and what problems do they have and find a solution. And then if you can offer that solution, I mean, that's, that's yeah. what makes business. Yeah. And so we've been on a mission really to just help writers from day one of conception of whether it is, whether it's a book, whether it's a nonfiction book, fiction, just getting their message out because yeah. we've realized how important that is of leaving legacy. We've talked a little bit about that. A lot of folks want to do that through a book. And nowadays it's easier than ever because we have things like self-publishing and we can we can do so much. And so, and we have a lot of writers have a lot of struggles, a lot of mental battles to overcome. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's a lot of rejection involved well, with yeah, that. Yeah, they're creatives. And oh, I think as yeah. creatives, that's that's just one of the biggest challenges that a lot of us face. It is. And, yeah. and I'm always passionate about the psychology behind those things and yeah. helping folks as much as possible. So we've created several courses for writers along their, their journey as a writer from idea to publishing and how to deal with everything in between. And so... Yeah. That's great. All right, so where can people find any of this? Um, you can find me on Twitter, probably the easiest there, at Scrivener Coach is my Twitter handle there. Our main course, Learn Scrivener Fast, lives there, learnscrivenerfast.com. Oh. And um, we're getting ready to launch several new things. And so, uh, yeah. That's awesome, Keep man. Look out for that. All right, well, thank you for sharing. Glad to chat with you about all this. And, um, yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, great chatting. All right. Well, I hope you found this helpful. We had a good time having this conversation and it was beneficial for me to have this conversation. And yeah, I'd just love to hear what your thoughts are on all that. Let me know over on Twitter or reach out to me over on the website, seedtime.com. Have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and I'll see you next time.